Hey everybody, it's Damara West. I am founder of Be Well Beautiful Woman. Our work is all about ensuring that you are prioritizing your wellness so that you can live optimally, you can have joy in your life, you can live abundantly. And we do all of this while still supporting you on your business journey. So you have tuned into our podcast. We are so grateful for that. I have an awesome guest on the line of Cindy Davis. Uh, you're going to hear all about her. Uh, she is phenomenal. And before I do that, I just want you to know that we have an upcoming boot camp. Um, it's our boot camp 2.0. Uh, being about your, or really getting back to wellness and business is gonna be our theme. So we're gonna have four wellness workshops uh, around the noon hour, that's May 25th through the 29th. And then in the evening, we are going to be offering some business workshops and Sydney's actually gonna be on the lineup for that. So again, that's March 25th, excuse me, May 25th through May 29th. So hopefully if you're available, you can tune in. Um, one price will give you access to all eight of the workshops that we're gonna be providing. So it's something that you definitely will not want to miss. So let me go ahead and introduce you to our podcast interviewee today. Uh, Sydney Davis is an activist for removing barriers for marginalized people in the tech, art, and startup industries through software development and coaching. She is an executive director and entrepreneur with over seven years of engineering and project management experience. Sydney is notable for serving over 250 entrepreneurs, winning numerous pitch competitions, and generating a quarter million in sales. Sydney, hello, hello. Thanks for being here hey 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 Thank hey you so much i'm excited yeah yeah well you have done so much in the short time that you've been an entrepreneur um and you are rocking and rolling in this tech space so we're going to be really diving into that and a lot of other things during this interview so uh, what i want to start with is that you're one of the few women that i know personally in the entrepreneurial tech space how did you know that the tech space was right for you uh, so it, it was very organic and I didn't realize that there was even a quote tech space. Um, when I was in college, I started a blog called Lulu and it was a self-actualization blog for women to, um, reach their peak of the self-actualization, uh, triangle pyramid with, a um, the hierarchy of needs type concept. And the blog transformed more into just more fashion and beauty and wellness. And although I thought my content was great, my site was popping, no one was asking me questions about the content. It was always, how did you get your site to look like that? How did you get your ad to play like this? How did you get your ad placement here? It was a lot of technical questions, and I found myself just through comments and online helping people create the same solutions or create their ideas um, using some of the tools that I use. And I realized that maybe I have something going here that people aren't really falling in love with my content, but they are really willing to hire me on to help them in a technical way. Um, I'm definitely self-taught in tech. Um, although I did go to school for engineering, it played a role more into my thinking about tech versus the actual uh, activity of doing tech. And that got me started is just helping other people just do what started off as my own blog. Um, I had a clothing line. I I've done all kinds of little entrepreneurial hustles in my younger years. Um, but the one thing that remains the same is how do you do the technical things that you've done for your businesses? Uh, so that's what helped me decide that maybe I can take this a little bit further um, and, and 
package this and service people. I mean, I like to create too, so it was fun. It was like not something I did not want to do. Um, I love creating things. I love people let me create their websites and their projects um, and their brands. So it was fun. So I fell into it, um, but that truly called out to me that if people are asking you the same thing, that maybe this is what you should be doing. Yeah, your story is such a um, good reflection of what happens when we are paying attention to our surroundings, right? You pivoted, I mean, you've always, I mean, even though we said that you've been an entrepreneur for seven years, the reality is, is that you've been an entrepreneur much longer than that. Um, Considering all the work that you've done in some shape or form has had some kind of entrepreneurial spirit at the foundation of it, right? And so you started off on this journey, you're really loving this work, and then you're responding to all these questions that it becomes quantifiable, then you pivot into this whole new dimension which has yielded you a lot of accolades. Um, You just won a pitch competition um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that you just won $5,000 at this major tech comp- competition, um, pitch competition in Atlanta. Is, is that correct? Yeah, it was in New York. Yep. And it was uh, one of the uh, New Voices Fund Shea Moisture's uh, pitch competition. Yep. Wow. Wow. So I, I, what's so important that for our listeners to walk away with is that even when you're not trained formally in a respective field, you can organically get into that field and become an expert in that field along the way. So this is so, so powerful because it speaks to winding paths. And, you know, for people who believe that we have this linear way of um, thinking, a linear way of navigating through life, I believe that we're missing it because really some of the most successful people in the world have multiple interests, multiple streams of income. They're great at a lot of different things. And so it debunks this idea that we can only be good at you know, one thing and we have to be, you know, we have to absorb ourselves fully in that one thing. So what's your take on that? Um, I, I agree with you. Um, just taking the time to not turn cheek or, you know, sometimes we do what we, we want to do and not really what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was also for me because I could have just stayed the course like, oh, nope, that I really, I really think I want to do this. This is a fun work, but um, I'm really glad I paid attention to the the call the here's here's what where people need you um this is how you can serve and I didn't even know that it would end up where I am now with Techly like I did not see this coming but I stayed the path I stayed the course and followed that calling that then showed me the bigger picture of what I'm I'm set to do so I definitely align with with that as well um and what you mentioned. Yeah. Well, and it reminds me of uh, this leadership development program that we do called I Lead with Purpose. And one of the 10 Mm -hmm. leadership principles, and it's research-based, so it looked at what the most successful social entrepreneurs in the world embody and broke down 10 leadership principles. So one of them is moments of obligation. And so when you talked about, right, like this call to action, these, these things that were gnawing at you to address, which really, as you stayed open to them and the possibilities, 
that's how you ended up being more in alignment, right? And so, you know, I love this idea of self-actualizing because, you know, as a therapist, what I know to be true about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and getting to the tip is that most people don't get there, but the path to getting there is the very thing that you just talked about, right? It's staying open, it's pivoting, it's um, being... um, you know, it's it's a being flexible, essentially, so that you can continue to discover more and more. Like you're saying, you didn't know that this was going to be the thing for you. And the reality is, is that there's more, right? In five years, you're probably going to be mm-hmm. saying the same thing about something else that you're doing. And so I, I just love that because as we stay open, the spirit has the opportunity to do the rest. Right. And so, so that's really, really powerful. All right. So the next thing that I want to explore is you just launched Tequity, which provides accessible access to app development. What's important about this and why should we consider app development for our business? Um, It's important. It's important for once for it to be accessible because it's been such a privilege to to have the means to get something developed because app development is expensive um, it's always been left in the hands of working with someone foreign um and that's just not accessible for everyone who really needs it to um grow scale or provide or close the gap you know for their communities or you know the world if you will um people have some great things they want to get out there um but when I when I knew my my purpose is that, and, and this, this comes from just working years with people and hearing the common pain points, is that there needs to be an even playing ground for the tech space, for women, for people of color, for those who are on different income levels, for those who have different reading levels, for those who are just have disability, it's just not even. Um, and I want that the goal, and that's how we can name is merging tech with equity, is to remove those barriers to even a playing ground and make sure that everyone has a chance to build something, um, to, to get into tech and create a solution to solve someone's problem or their own problem. Um, and, and so I just think that's important. I think the way that we're moving in the future, especially with forcing things to go more virtual these days um, for health and safety reasons, that's the perfect time to have a solution that's quick, accessible, and affordable um, to, to provide a solution. Um, and I believe businesses that specifically should look at tech and app development because it's really, it's just, it's just higher results. Um, and I can tell you this, the opportunity for app development opens a lot more doors and what gets me is that i do get a lot of um i don't know and i don't see the value of app i don't see value of app development but they see it in web development which is a twist on things and to me it's like well if you have a website you do all these things to garnish this traffic and get them to come to you you have your, um, you know, social media pages, you're running ads, you have your funnels, you're doing email marketing, all to drive traffic to your website, which is great because that's how we've been doing things for years. 
some people are just getting hip to that. However, however, the truth about that is, is that the email inbox is crowded. Social media has a thousand things on it. Everyone's going live. Everybody has a group. There, people are already in 10,000 groups. Um, everybody's running ads. It's so saturated. And everyone's committed to everybody. No one's, no one's dating exclusively you. So as a business, when you go with a mobile app, one, you get to exclusively date your audience. When they're on your app, they're only there for you. They don't see everybody else. They're not distracted with everything else. And another point that I <laughs> convey about the user mindset and behavior is when people wake up in the morning, they don't think about www.yoursite.com. When they go to bed, they're not thinking about www.yoursite.com. They're really only probably remember to think about you if they scroll about you in their email, maybe see you on social media. But if you don't have a content generating, engaging tool that gives them a purpose to absorb you all day long, like they do on other apps all day long, you miss that opportunity. So um, an example of, you know, how does an app, you know, stay consistent with consumers for businesses is there have been um, meditation, um, like health and wellness um, lactation businesses. They have a mobile app, and their target audience is moms, and they do content. But they'll push notifications to your phone because you know that's the first thing people grab in the morning. That's the first, that's, phones are always in everybody's hands. Reminders, it holds their consumers accountable. Um, pushes them content, meditation music when they get ready to go to sleep. Or it's time for nursing, here's some meditation music, or here's some tunes that'll do that. Here's some facts you need to know. Here's some opportunities so that you don't miss them. They'll do this through push notification marketing which has a 90% success rate over email marketing. Um, so it is it's another marketing wow. tool, no doubt, wow. mobile app development, but it is for sure uh, tailored more to the now user behavior because people are on the phones when they're eating, before they go to bed, they're endlessly scrolling through, through apps. They are yeah. not visiting websites. <laughs> and it's, it's, I mean, and really what you're saying is that this is the wave of the future, that if in part, we want to keep our work relevant and cutting edge, um, and particularly right now, because there's so much space in the app development field, even though, you know, we can argue, you know, as you know, we're looking at doing an app right now. And as we're doing our market research, we're discovering, yeah, there are wellness apps out there, but we've got a, an opportunity to do something a little bit different in this wellness space, right? And, um, and I think that if we are really wanting to increase our value proposition, I think we should get in now. And, and when I say we, you know, I know that people that look like us are really lacking in that app development space. We don't own apps, really. I mean, we own very few. I would be interested to know what's the percentage of apps that are owned by people of color um, and more specifically African-American people. Not very many. And in the tech space, when they go to get investments, they're also the least funded. So they can't ever progress their ideas forward. So they are definitely not. So Apple paid out, I don't know the exact number, but it was in the pretty high billion to, to people who owned apps and revenue share. 
people of wow. color aren't getting probably a piece of what some of those other apps are getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, I mean, it just reinforces that, I mean, even though I know that there are so many things that you can provide, this piece is so critical in general, but specifically because you are working to bridge the gap between people of color that have access to this technology space and those who don't. And so um, it's just a really exciting time for you. And it's just an exciting time for anybody that, you know, has the privilege in working with you to get their app developed, um, you know, us included, uh, you know, and we've had the good fortune of using your expertise on our website and um, things of that nature. So it's, it's just a really exciting time. And, and I can't wait to see what happens as a result of, of the work that you're doing, because I, I believe this is going to be major. So what other Absolutely. opportunities? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what other opportunities are available in tech that our listeners may not know about? Oh man. Um, I for so for me, I foresee tech is a vehicle. Um, so no matter what industry you're in, beauty, health, education, e-commerce, um, there's a there's a space in tech for all that. Um, tech is just a vehicle that you choose to deliver the experience from your business to the consumer. Um, on trend now, though, is a lot of um, telehealth, so virtual communication, uh, like video chatting and, you know, conferencing, um, as well as augmented reality using geofencing. Um, this allows, um, is a piece of tech that allows you to create objects or digital presences in people's location, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um so uh that's been pretty on trend too especially um if you can't um get people physically there and that's the other thing about like apps it can be a national thing you can actually service people beyond your local ordinances um so i definitely think uh that space and there's a lot of funding right now for people with ideas in there um a lot of accelerated programs like the sephora uh, accelerate program Comcast has an accelerate program. Uh, there's another one based out of a hospital for more health-based, but they all are looking for people who can apply solutions in their industry using technology. Um, so people, they have some funds, you know, they have some opportunities to uh, invest, uh, but they're looking for more tech-based because, again, that's the trajectory of where things are going to. Yeah, okay, good, good. You just said a lot of light on, you know, the myriad of possibilities in the tech industry. So thank you for that. And you gave us some great resources around, you know, accelerator programs, ways that we can get our ideas funded, um, which could be a whole nother podcast episode plus. <laughs> so, so thank you for that. All right. So you have a growing company. You're serving as an executive director to an arts and cultural based organization. And you seem to be everywhere in the best way possible. So how do you do it? And what's your wellness routine? Um, I take all the credit. I just started outsourcing. So I had to realize what's my ministry and what isn't. Um, and I let things go uh, and delegate those things. So that's been helpful, too, with just workload um, and managing those things. Mm -hmm. 
and I believe I do the work that I do uh, just through my and it's part of my wellness routine as well but Mondays are strictly all for like taxity. Um, I then have 10 to five, four days a week to my executive director role. Um, and then after that, I have set hours after those that I spend invested in, again, my business, um, to managing my teams. And even within those days, I still segment, okay, here's where we do financial things. Here's where we do social media marketing. Here's where we do uh, planning or e this is where I check my emails only and I don't check my emails throughout the day. Um, that helps me keep some balance in order um, and, and to be present with what I'm doing at that time mm -hmm. versus feeling distracted and scattered. And so I'm a big energy person. I, I'm all about my space. Mm -hmm. So I, my wellness routine is just putting items that push me, motivate me, and make me feel comfortable to take care of myself. Music don't stress me out, makes me not want to think, um, I have X, Y, Z to do before I could, you know, um, feel comfortable to work out at home or to cook a meal, right? I don't like to cook my kitchen's not together. Mm -hmm. So I always make sure I stick to these routines uh, before I go to bed, make sure my kitchen is good because I'm more likely to get up and make something for breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, versus saying, this kitchen ain't clean. I don't feel like making more mess by cooking breakfast. I know that's um, right. <laughs> <when> I, <laughs> uh, my bedroom, I make sure that there's no TVs in my room. It is not a space for entertainment. It is a space for rest. Um, and I make sure my room speaks and focuses on rest. Um, you know, any rest in my space, I make sure it, it, it comforts the energy that I need to really do what I'm supposed to do in that space. Um, so, and I'm a home buyer, so this is why it's really centered around home. Um, I do a lot out of my house. So that's that. And um, morning kind of routine, I'm all about music. Um, I love eucalyptus. I keep bundles in my shower. I keep bundles around the house. The smell just keeps me uh, really calm. And then I also try to not, um, I, I divvy up my social media time, my phone time as well um i think over the years i've noticed that i've spent too much time absorbing things online and i think in business um and with work it's hard not to to pay attention to what others are doing um and i think mentally those things can discourage you or make you question or doubt yourself uh maybe you know there's people who are around you always constantly winning um you know it's like every time they post on social media it's like hey like they're just killing it especially if they're people in your industry um, as well. And so sometimes if you're in a launch or you're struggling with something, it's good to just mute um, social media so that you stay healthy and stay positive. Um, don't, downplay any negative talk that may come up from that um, or, you know, just distraction. So that mental wise, that's something I do to kind of take care of myself. My brain is not be afraid to unfollow people or just take a break um, to just turn off social media um, and, and focus on staying the course. Yeah. So this is so important because all the practices that you shared are really accessible. And I feel like they center around this idea of just protecting your energy in general, right? So disconnecting yeah. from social media, not following people, um, 
you know, or unfollowing people that maybe initially you were inspired by, but now lately, like they're not inspiring you. There's something energetically that's pulling you down about them. Um, and having systems, you know, you have tons of systems, these morning routines that you have and the self-awareness that you have that, you know, God, you know, you're not going to probably make a healthy breakfast if your kitchen's not clean or, you know, even just aesthetically and from a feng shui perspective, how you set up your room so that you create this optimal energy for rest. I mean, all these things are really important and they're super, super accessible for anyone essentially. And so I, I like when we can talk about wellness based on this idea that wellness is really not a luxury. Wellness is essential for us uh, in general, but particularly if we are entrepreneurs, because there's so much energy go that goes into the work, particularly for helpers and entrepreneurs, um, because we're giving so much of ourselves to other people uh, to transform their lives and their businesses or whatever that might look like. So I, that was really important, this emphasis around routine, this emphasis around structure, this emphasis around just protecting your energy and just knowing thyself. Because knowing thyself is the, the biggest uh, thing that we can do. Because the more that we have awareness about ourselves, the more that we can put in we can find solutions that fit our lives, right? So if we're looking for answers, we can typically find them through self-awareness. But that's a whole nother podcast interview. <laughs> yeah. All right, sis. So we have come to the end. This has been so great. I know for sure I'm going to have you back. Um, if I didn't say it earlier, Sydney did our website. Uh, I consider Sydney to be a friend. She is someone that has immense integrity. She grinds harder than most people I know. Um, and she just makes shit happen. And uh, I have a lot of respect for her and her hustle, how she thinks, and her heart for serving people that historically are not served. Um, that, that's, that social justice um, lens, I feel, is a, is a big part to the work that set You know, it's a, it's a part of, you know, operating a social enterprise, essentially. And I think that you do that really, really well. So my Thank sense you. is, yeah, you're welcome. So my sense is that folks are going to want to stay in touch with you. How can they go about doing that, sis? Um, definitely check out Techly apps. Um, you know, um, I create content there, comment. I'm always replying. Um, and then my social media handles are I am Sydney Lorraine on Instagram and Facebook. So I'm always open for a chat. I'm always very helpful. Um, and I look forward to connecting with your audience as well. Absolutely. All right, sis. So thank you so much. Again, this queen is going to be on our lineup May 25th through the 29th. You are not going to want to miss it. I promise you that she brings so much when she comes to the table. So, so much. So you're not going to want to miss it. Um, you heard it here. Be well, beautiful woman. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I love you so much. And until next time, everybody, Ashe.